This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. Today, we're talking to the Teaching Fellows Institute. Their purpose is to engage, honor, and inspire the Charlotte area's outstanding teachers to promote the engaged retention of these outstanding educators in the profession. We're joined today by Barbara Caldwell, the Executive Director, and Robin Nelson, a TFI Fellow and the President of the Alumni Advisory Council. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. So, Barbara, we're going to start with you. Tell me what the Teaching Fellows Institute is. Well, we are an organization, as you mentioned, that works to retain outstanding teachers in education. Back in the 2004-2005 time period, many educators and philanthropists in the Charlotte area came together recognizing that we were losing teachers that in the profession, in the area of three to five years out, and they wanted to work to retain those teachers in the profession because it is such an expense to lose that sort of talent, both in terms of money and lost educational opportunities for students. So at that point in time, uh, headmasters and principals from CMS and area independent schools, as well as the McCall Family Foundation came together to start the Teaching Fellows Institute. Awesome. So yeah, teachers, it's a hard job. And um, we want them to, once they've gained all these skills, you don't want them to to leave up and leave and take those skills to another profession. So that makes a lot of sense. Robin, when you started, how did you get involved with them? Okay, well, the process involves completing an application. Um, You can be recommended by your principal, or you can self apply. And so I just saw an email one day and I applied. I self-applied. Um, did get a recommendation from my principal and two other recommendation letters as well. And you write an essay and submit it and then the board of directors reviews those applications and I was accepted. At that point of your career, um, how far along were you? How long had you been a teacher? Uh, I had only been a teacher four years at that point. So I was considered a newbie. A newbie. Yes. And and what have you, what were the benefits? I mean, when you applied, you didn't know what you're, I mean, you've, I, I'm guessing you figured it was a good organization, but what would, what have been the benefits? Um, the professional development has been tremendous. Well, I work for CMS. And so the professional development that TFI offers is cutting edge. There are things that I've learned that you don't get in CMS. So I would say the professional development, the uh, camaraderie between other teachers, uh, meeting and fellowshipping with teachers that are in public schools and also independent schools and all over the city. So that has just been tremendous. It's been a great outlet. Yeah. So what do you teach? Oh, I teach entrepreneurship at West Charlotte High School. So high school students, is it mostly juniors and seniors? No, ninth through 12th. Oh, everybody gets to do it. Yes. Uh, Have you always been teaching that? No, I started out teaching computer applications 
And then I taught um, principles of business. I've taught um, financial planning. And now I think they figured out this is my niche. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been teaching entrepreneurship now for about five years. What would you say as a teacher when you were that newbie was the biggest challenge for you in the beginning? Um, the biggest challenge was uh, nobody wanted to help me. Hmm. <laughs> you mean in your peers, your, yeah, your principal, Yeah, I mean, because I was new. It was almost like I had to go through an initiation. And I would say that was the biggest challenge. And um, just... The trust, building trust, not only with the students, but building trust with the adults. Yeah. So, so when I hear that, that's then that means obviously the fellowship. What you're saying, meeting these other teachers yes. from all over, it doesn't yes. have to be at your school, but to have someone to bounce ideas off to figure yes. out. Yeah. Yes, that has been tremendous for me. I've uh, just made some great uh, friends and develop good relationships. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so much so that you're still involved. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, I've been to just about all of the PDs. So That's professional development. Yeah, professional development. And um, all of the different events. We have events also. Um, and so I've stayed involved and to the point where I wanted to be more involved in leadership. And so that's another aspect of teaching fellows. It helps you to develop, to develop your leadership skills. Yeah. And so I think I, I've done that because it has helped me at my school um, where I've been more in leadership in the last couple of years. Well, and I think that's important for teachers because a lot of times, you know, there's that administrative path, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you get to teach any. I mean, when you get there, you don't get necessarily get to teach anymore. And so leadership, if you go that way, takes you away from the classroom. So this is a way that you get to still teach and, and still be a leader. Although yeah. I would argue all teachers are leaders in the classroom <laughs> because you're the boss. I mean, they're, they're, if you're doing it right, they're paying attention to everything that you're saying and benefiting from that. Right. So you have professional development. How hard is it to get into this? I mean, how do these teachers who are finding you, I mean, you got a great one right here. Um, but are you it's, recruiting? Or? It, it's very kind of self-selecting. So what we find is that by the time teachers are applying, they've sort of weeded themselves out. So we very rarely get a, an application that we'd look a scan set. So um, the the teachers are often nominated by their principals or encouraged by other TFI alums. Wow. And so that's, um, it, it's sort of a self-selecting process. So um, by the time we look at the applications, it's it's kind of an easy job because the applications just shine with promise. So yeah. Um, and each, you know, when, once the application is in, we conduct uh, annual an annual symposium every summer for the new teachers that are brought in. And then we also have development around that for our alumni fellows. And our alumni fellows now number over 400. That and now not like everybody that. shows up for every event. So it's um, one reason I, I think why Robin enjoys our professional development is because our events can be a lot smaller than, say, one from CMS or one of the independent schools or a national organization. So you've got time to interact with the presenter. 
and you've got time to meet your other attendees and really get to know them to the point where you can have a relationship afterwards, um, both personal and professional. Um, after our, our summer symposium, we typically have six events a year, and all of those would typically have some aspect of professional development to them. So while we'll have a holiday luncheon, that holiday luncheon might have a nutritionist speaking on nutrition for you, nutrition for your students. It might have um, a, this year, we had um, Sam Fleming from 100 Gardens speak about his aquaponics program mm -hmm. at the Innovation Barn. And I know that Robin has subsequently connected with Sam Fleming and the Innovation Barn for her students. So those are the sorts of things we do. We also have very good luck bringing national authors, educators, and professors to come in, especially with the advent of everyone being more comfortable with Zoom. Uh, this year, we had Michael Horn from Harvard speak to us about his new book, Reinventing and reopening. And so a lot of these events can be seen on our YouTube channel. We try to capture as much as of what we do on video so that it's not just for our fellows, but that any teacher in town and really any teacher across the country could take a look at the work we're doing and hopefully benefit from it. Yeah. What, what has been some of the feedback that you receive um, from these teachers, especially the ones just who just start? Many of them particularly enjoy the size of our events, that it's not thousands of people yeah. in one. Um, so quite often, they will have extended conversations with our speakers. And our speakers, because they're not overwhelmed by thousands of attendees, are very open to saying, hey, here's my number, call me, here's my email, mm -hmm. you have a question, you have an issue come up. And they they really do take advantage of that. And that's one of the wonderful things about not being an enormous organization. And it really opens us up to those speakers to where they can have a, uh, a relationship with the speakers. It's not just somebody on high on a stage and mm -hmm. there you are sitting in the sands. It's really a, a relationship of equals um, the, for the speaker, for Mr. Horn. How is his research playing out in the classroom? What What is he seeing? What's his immediate feedback from teachers Yeah, what he thinks? So, Well, I mean, I would um, see the benefit for him to be talking to your group because you're, hope, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I think he enjoyed it. And, uh, um, um, we had Barbara Oakley, who wrote Uncommon Sense Teaching, speak to our teachers this year also. Um, and so it's um, it's a nice back and forth. I think it's, um, you know, for, you know, it's something that teachers can both bring back into their classroom and uh, it's somewhat social. And then it's also, in, in essence, an intellectual exercise where you're yeah. having a back and forth with people who are doing neuroscience research right now, doing sociological research, and you're getting something that's com com coming right up and maybe they're not quite ready to publish, but you're hearing about it now. And that's something that CMS really can't do just because of its size. So we're really blessed that we can operate on this scale. Um, one of the, we try not to be a burden on our fellows because we realize being a teacher in and of itself can be very <laughs> burdensome. But the yeah. only thing we do ask of our teachers is that they share what they learn at TFI with their colleagues. Mm. So hopefully Robin is doing that with her colleagues at West Charlotte. Mm. And that can be as easy as sending an email with the video in it, or you can have coffee with your grade level or subject matter teammates and, and share the materials we've we've provided you. So that's really the only thing we ask of our teachers. We don't we don't burden them with 20 page papers that have to be submitted <laughs> within two weeks of our programs. So <laughs> none of that. And have you, do you feel like when you've gone to some of these uh, professional development that you've seen the direct impact? Like, yes, I can take this into the classroom Absolutely. With you now. Absolutely. 
um, just about every professional development I've attended, I've been able to go back and immediately implement some of the strategies. And I'm department chair of my um, department. I'm in CTE. And so I've been able to uh, share some of the strategies with the department and have an impact there. Yeah. Is it time consuming? I mean, I mean your, your life is, right? You know, your job is. And so how does this fit in? Are they understanding of what your, your schedule is like and how are you able to be doing that? And what's the motivation yeah. for doing it? Um, well, yeah, I think Pauper is very conscious of our time and um, she tries to arrange things around our schedules. Like we have a lot of um, uh, virtual PD in the evenings and try to uh, schedule it so that everybody's off from work. Maybe it's just before dinner or right after dinner so that you know, everybody has an opportunity to participate. It's doable. Yeah, it is. She yeah. makes it that way. So that's good. Do you, uh, when you think about your relationships and friendships, um, are there people that were with you when you were that newbie that you're still, still friendly with now today? Oh yeah. In my, in each class, it's like you become uh, a family. Yeah. So 2011, I think that was the year uh, Cheryl. Cheryl was 2011. So, and now she's principal at a uh, private school. She was a teacher at the okay. time I met her. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but it, the um, impact is tremendous because, you know, we're able to share with each other and they're not necessarily from our school. Yeah. So, so the politics of that, you can yes. set this eye. <laughs> so as far, I mean, their goal is to retain great educators. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that you would have stayed in the profession if you didn't do TFI? No. Wow. That was fast. <laughs> well, it, that's, it is. That's true because it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. Um, but when you think about what your passion is and your mission in life, um, that's why I do it. But some of the other things that go on within the school system make you want to walk away from your mission. And so TFI just brings me back home, yeah. just brings me back to my why. And it's that reminder, you know, yeah. this stuff is exciting. This is fun. Like, yes. this, yeah, I want to be doing this. Um, and sometimes day to day, we, yeah. it's easy to forget. And I, I feel valued. Uh, TFI, the events, uh, because like Barbara was saying, they are small and intimate. You just feel like that presenter is just talking to you, mm. like you're the only one there. And the symposiums. I'll never forget that symposium I went to the first time. It's just like, you are loved, you are valued, you are appreciated. And I was like, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. And how many people have you brought to them because of that? Oh. Because you want them <laughs> to feel what you felt. Yeah, I don't know how many, but 
and, and I have a good but, number. I was going to say Barbara's shaking her head big time. <laughs> we have we have quite the uh, the force at West Charlotte. In fact, their assistant principal is yeah an uh, alum right. right. And then Cheryl that you were mentioning, she's at Victory Christian. Right. She's a principal at Victory Christian now, head of school there now. So yeah. um, so we have quite an Amanda Thompson. Over there. Right. And, well, and she's not there anymore, I know, but, but yeah, she was there. Yes. And so uh, I know one teacher that's there now is will be in the symposium this year. So, well, that's great. She's excited. And I think um, having, a, ha- having alums of the Teaching Fellows Institute nominate potentially new yeah. people, that gives them great ownership in the organization. And there's nobody that knows better who will both add to and benefit from the Teaching Fellows Institute than our own existing alumni. Yeah. And then what's nice too is that you're there as a resource still. Yes. Um, and so they, they know that they can lean on you even when they're don't have a symposium to attend or something like that. Let's take a break real quick. And then afterwards, uh, we can talk about how people can help. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. Commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all. When you want wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. So you have a symposium coming up in August. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, it starts July 31st and goes through that week, first week of August, and we are starting out with a day of leadership information for our teachers, and Terry Reeves of Empower Health America will be speaking about training for life and work, and then we'll move into two full days of discussion with Andrew Watson from the organization called Learning in the Brain, and he'll be speaking about the amazing science of attention and your working memory. And this is an area that's become pretty important lately, particularly after the time of COVID um, with with more people going on screens and then just our 21st century life in general, where more and more students are spending more and more time in front of screens and the effect that might have on working memory and attention. So we're really taking a look at that this year and how our teachers can implement this new research in their classrooms for their students and their students' well-being. Yeah, and understanding them. Um, So this symposium, is it open to anybody? Can How do I get, if I want to go, can I go? Is it's not for me? Is it just for my teachers in my life? It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just for our alumni fellows and our class of 2023. However, our time with Andrew Watson will be filmed and it will be up on our YouTube channel. So if you go to the YouTube site and you put in Teaching Fellows Institute, our website, our our web page, will, will, our YouTube channel will pop up and you'll see we have oh, well over a hundred videos there capturing a significant portion of our professional development over the last decade. And so anyone can watch that. And we have over a thousand subscribers and thousands of minutes watched a month and hundreds of views every week. So um, while you can't come to the symposium, we'd love for you to watch it 
on our YouTube channel and 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 comment when you do to let us know what you think. So yeah, no, I think that's great. It's it's also a great resource for teachers who um, are not part of the organization uh, after the fact to to watch and get a sense of maybe why they want to join your organization. So if I'm interested in learning more about your the Teaching Fellows Institute, where do I go? So the best place to start would be our website, www.teachingfellowsinstitute.org. And right there at the very top of that homepage, you'll see all links to our social media and our YouTube channel and our LinkedIn, as well as to our donate page. So you can find all those things right at our homepage. And I will mention, um, I'll circle back a little bit to our symposium. We do have one event that is available to the community. And that is our parent and community talk. And if you're watching this before August 1st, the talk is August 1st. It's virtual via Zoom. And you can go to our website, to our event area, and sign up to register for the, the Zoom link. If you're watching after August 1st, you can keep an eye on our YouTube channel. And the recording of that parent and community talk with Mr. Watson will be there. And Mr. Watson will focus that talk on how parents and caregivers can take the current science on attention and working memory and use it to the benefit of the children in their care. Yeah. I think it's really important that partnership between home and classroom and teachers and parents. And so it's it's nice to know that you guys are thinking about that too and, and, and understanding that this research, we can work together and try to help our kids. Um, so that's great. So we'll look at your YouTube channel or I can try to sign up and see that. And um, on the donate page, when people are donating, what is that money going to? The money is going directly to professional developments for our teachers and for the organization surrounding that and the planning of it and the venues um, for it. Okay. So, for example, sometimes we will have um, events at the Whitehead Manor, and so they have a nonprofit fee there, and so their their donations would go to that. Right. All this organizing, all these events, nothing's free in life. Good yeah. stuff. You got to pay for it. And so, um, but I I really I appreciate the mission. I, um, to hear Robin say that it's kept you in the profession, um, those students are so lucky. They're so lucky that you have this because you're doing the great work that you're doing every day. And, um, yeah, I think teachers are so important. And if we can support them, I just, I'm very, very grateful for, for your mission and what you do. Is there anything else that you want to tell people about your organization that I didn't ask? Um, if you have any teachers in your life that you think would would both gain from and add to the Teaching Fellows Institute, please give them our website address and have them contact me. And we'd love to talk to them about participating in the future. Yeah. Robin, you've definitely done that. Yes, I have. And I continue to do that. Um, it's an easy sell. It, it is. is. I mean, it's just done so much for me and for my students because I'm able to take back what I'm learning and share it with them, and they're benefiting as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you both for being here. Do you know anybody that is doing great work like Barbara and Robin that should be on the podcast? Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Cher Charlotte, who connected us with the Teaching Fellows Institute. Make sure you use the hashtag DoGoodCLT and head to ShareCharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. 
queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Queen City Podcast Network.